Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. I hope you're all enjoying this holiday season so far. Here's what you need to know in politics on this special episode. To overcome these challenges, to restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity. That was President Joe Biden on the steps of the Capitol at his inaugural address in January. It was widely seen as a very lofty goal at the time. And looking back at 2021 and Joe Biden's first year in office, it was indeed just that, a goal. And it is left unrealized. After four very divisive years under President Trump, Joe Biden sought to bring the country together. At the outset of his presidency, he made healing not just the partisan divide, but the personal divide in America's body politic a key calling card of his. And he certainly understood how difficult that task would be, though I'm not sure he understood that it would appear to be near impossible. And in fact, most of Joe Biden's first year in office proved to be one of great division, and most people remained in their partisan corners. There was one legislative exception to that, and it ends up being one of the crowning achievements of the first year of the Biden administration. We did something uh, that's long overdue, that long has been talked about in Washington, but never actually been done. This is a blue-collar blueprint to rebuild America, and it's long overdue. That was his passage and signing into law the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, that bipartisan infrastructure bill that is a trillion dollars of spending on things like roads and bridges and tunnels, broadband across the nation. So much of the aging infrastructure in America will get a boost of resources that president after president prior to Biden had promised but not delivered. And Joe Biden got it done. And he got it done with 13 House Republicans joining with their Democratic colleagues and 19 Republican senators in the United States Senate, including the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell. There is no doubt it is one of the big successes of his first year, but it is twinned with one of the great unanswered questions of the first year of the Biden presidency. Because Joe Biden said This was sort of a one-two punch of an economic program. The infrastructure piece combined with his Build Back Better agenda. And that, as you know, at the end of the year, received a devastating blow from West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, the centrist Democrat, who said he simply cannot get to yes on that $2 trillion piece of legislation that involves social spending in child care and health care and combating climate change. When Manchin delivered his statement that he was a no, Democrats were clearly dejected and disappointed. Here's a sampling of reaction from Speaker Pelosi to progressive leader Pramila Jayapal to Congressman Tim Ryan, who's running for the Senate from Ohio. This is an initiative that is the vision of President Joe Biden. And we're not going to sit around and wait for one man um, to decide on one day that he's with us and uh, on the other day that he's not. I've been in D.C. Uh, <laughs> enough to know that, that nothing's ever dead. I think we resuscitate it. I think we get it back on the agenda in January. 
and, and then fight like hell to get it done for working people. Just this week, President Joe Biden wrapped up his address to the nation on COVID, where he took some questions from reporters afterwards and said he and Senator Manchin are going to get something done. So for that big piece of the Biden domestic agenda, you have to give Biden so far an incomplete. Now, that legislative debate, that was a months-long intra-party Democratic battle. But that wasn't the only significant legislative push Biden made. Remember, when he took office at the beginning of the year, he made clear his top priority, one, two, three, four, and five, was COVID, 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 COVID. He knows he has to get the coronavirus in the rearview mirror. And he also knows we're not there yet. Now, the one big legislative push that he had on this front in his early days was the American Rescue Plan, a $1.9 trillion rescue package to help people recover from the economic devastation that COVID had brought on the country. Shots in arms and money in pockets. That's important. The American Rescue Plan is already doing what it was designed to do, make a difference in people's everyday lives. Biden was able to accomplish that legislative victory with Democratic votes alone. But it wasn't just getting a funding package through. Joe Biden needed to get America vaccinated in order to really crush the virus. And back to that call for unity, Joe Biden ran into the wall of polarization and the politicization of not just the virus, but also the vaccine. What started out as a robust program clearly gave way to a significant resistance among primarily Republicans in this country who did not want to get vaccinated. But he was also mismanaging expectations with the American people about when we may return to a sense of normalcy. Today, we are closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus. That's not to say the battle against COVID-19 is over. We've got a lot more work to do. Clearly, July 4th came and went, and the country was still mired in a battle with this virus. In fact, it was in the late summer when the Delta variant began its surge across the country. And now, as Biden's closing out his first year in office, he is dealing with the onslaught of the Omicron variant, which is now the dominant variant. I know you're tired. I really mean this. And I know you're frustrated. We all want this to be over. But we're still in it. And this is a critical moment. We also have more tools than we ever had before. We're ready. We'll get through this. Biden and his team understood everything they did was going to go through COVID. There was not going to be a way to divert the attention of the American people to some other priorities if indeed COVID wasn't resolved because COVID impacted everything. It has a huge impact on schools. It has a huge impact on the economy. It has a huge impact on work, on the way we conduct our daily lives. But Biden was able to make tons of great progress on the economy in terms of getting the unemployment rate down, getting jobs added, millions of jobs added. At this point in the year, we're looking at the sharpest one-year decline in unemployment ever. Simply put, America is back to work. And our jobs recovery is going very strong. And yet people are not giving him good grades on the economy. And that's largely due to the inflation that exists in the American economy right now. Prices are higher. 
Why is that? Well, some of that has to do with the supply chain backups. Well, why are there supply chain backups? Because of COVID. It all comes back to COVID. And so now, yes, at the end of the year, some of those supply chain issues are easing. Yes, the president tapped the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and gas prices have taken a little dip. There's not quite as much pain in the pump. But prices have risen in America over the last year in a way that we haven't seen in decades. And that's why no matter how many jobs get added, no matter how low the unemployment rate falls, Joe Biden doesn't seem to be benefiting politically from that progress because of the real pain that inflation causes. American people in the midst of this economic crisis and recovery is showing strong results, but not to them. They're still looking out there. Everything from a gallon of gas to a loaf of bread costs more. And again here, there were mismanaged expectations. Remember, the Federal Reserve, which Biden, of course, is not in control of, sort of set up the term that inflation would be transitory. They've since dropped that term from their language. But Biden and other officials were repeating it from his administration. They kept saying this is going to be a transitory thing. It'll be a phase and it'll go away. Well, the inflation looks more durable from hindsight now at the end of the year than it did to the Biden administration in the middle of the year. And therefore, Biden and his team were not properly setting expectations for the American people about the kind of price pain they were going to be feeling. Perhaps some good news for the Biden team on this front is that most economists do believe this inflationary pressure is going to begin to ease in 2022. Perhaps one of the greatest public blunders of the Biden administration was the very chaotic withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan. Now, the policy itself is certainly not a blunder. A majority of Americans supported President Biden's goal of getting all American troops out of Afghanistan and ending a 20-year war. However, the way in which the withdrawal played on screens across America showed a chaotic and dangerous scenario where not only was there concern that some Americans may be left behind in Afghanistan after the withdrawal, but that America was not going to keep its promise to those Afghans who served as partners with America side by side against the Taliban throughout the course of the war. And yet again, the public management of expectations seemed again to be mismanaged by the president. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. When President Biden sat down with George Stephanopoulos from ABC News for an interview in August, he seemed pretty defensive. No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look. But the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. After two decades of war, trillions of dollars spent and thousands of lives lost, the Afghan government collapsed and the Taliban took control in just nine days. And as if ending America's longest war and combating a pandemic and passing monumental legislation, spending record sums of money to invest in America, as if all of that was not enough, President Biden needed to do this against the backdrop of some very real threats 
to the fundamentals of American democracy. Remember, it was just two weeks before he was inaugurated that the Capitol was attacked in an insurrection that was based in President Trump's lie that he somehow didn't lose the 2020 election, which he did. But the spread of that lie throughout all of 2021 was humming in the backdrop of President Biden trying to get all of these items off his to-do list. Here in the United States, we know as well as anyone that renewing our democracy and strengthening our democratic institutions requires constant effort. American democracy is an ongoing struggle to live up to our highest ideals and to heal our divisions. President Biden has given voice to this real concern that there is a true battle right now, not just here at home, but around the world of democracy versus authoritarianism. And that is most certainly true at home. I mean, we have seen voting laws put into place in many states across the nation that are aimed at restricting the vote. We've seen totally absurd and fraudulent recounts and audits of the 2020 vote that has already been certified and held up in court against a slew of cases that Trump and his team brought and lost. And yet there is real concern going forward because the Congress is totally unable, it seems, to pass voting rights legislation that will protect the franchise for all Americans. This, too, is one of the great incomplete items of Biden's first year, despite how much he has said the health of our democracy is a top priority for him. But this battle's not over. We must pass the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. We must. And we're going to keep up the fight until we get it done. And you're going to keep up the fight. And we need your help badly. So while there's no doubt that the arrival of President Biden into the White House has certainly changed the tone of the executive in this nation from what it was with President Trump, it is also true that we remain as polarized, as divided, as ever, that Joe Biden's vision of repairing that breach and healing that divide goes unrealized. Perhaps one of the biggest lessons for Biden politically in this first year is that it's pretty clear he was elected to not be Donald Trump. But once Donald Trump sort of went off to Mar-a-Lago, was no longer on the scene as president, well, then Joe Biden started getting compared to Joe Biden. And with the ongoing nature of the pandemic, the economic ills that we've talked about caused by inflation, that chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, all of that has taken a toll. And he closes out his first year at a low point in polling. And as the calendar turns to next year, Democrats are going to need to figure a way to help Joe Biden get to a healthier place politically, because that will help them down ballot. I will leave you with some other words from Joe Biden's inaugural address. We can join forces Stop the shouting and lower the temperature. For without unity, there is no peace, only bitterness and fury. No progress, only exhausting outrage. No nation, only a state of chaos. This is our historic moment of crisis and challenge. And unity is the path forward. There's little doubt 
that the goal is one all Americans can get behind. But when you match up his words against the reality of where we are as a country, it does not match up. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We're taking some holiday time off for the next week, but there will be another special episode of the CNN Political Briefing next Friday, December 31st. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. Merry Christmas and happy holidays.